Hey everyone, welcome back to the Trailblazer podcast. I'm so excited to, for this episode because I've got Destiny, one of my previous VIP clients with me today. Do you want to say hello? Woo, woo. Hi, I'm Destiny. She's so much fun. She's a ball of energy and I met her late last year and we, we got along real quick. We got along real quick. I love her vibe. And if you follow her on Instagram, actually, let's drop your Instagram handle now already. What's your Instagram? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Your Travel Destiny. Um, all of the goodies are dropped there in terms of educational content, inspirational content. I love um, just sharing the ins and outs of life, like not just business, um, not just about sales and high ticket things, but also about my life and how that can be. Um, interwoven into the business world like it doesn't just have to be like oh let me teach you about all these things but also look at how I balance my life and my work and all that good stuff yes yes and I wanted to bring that up because the reason why I connected with destiny or was drawn to destiny was because of her energy and the way that she's she shows up on social media and I think there is just so much that she has to give so much that she has to offer um, and that's part of that's part of why I've invited her onto the podcast. But I also wanted to have her on to share a little bit about her journey as a new coach. And there's so much about her journey that I feel like you guys would resonate with because you're all in the formative stages of building your coaching businesses and figuring out what you want to offer and standing out as your own person in the online space. So I definitely think this is going to be so much fun. So with that being said, Destiny, let's have a little bit of a quick hot seat on, you know, on where you started, where you came from and how you found yourself in the coaching space. Yes. So rewind it all the way back to May of 2020. I graduated with a degree in environmental engineering, which a lot of people are like, Destiny, how the heck did you go from environmental engineering to coaching? So I found that after the pandemic and I ended up losing my full-time job offer, I realized that I was settling for a job that didn't actually light me up, that didn't actually set my soul on fire. Um, and I was kind of like torn between believing in myself, taking that leap of faith, doing what I always knew that I wanted to do, which was start a business, be my own boss. Um, because I've had my, I don't, I want to say I've had my quarrels with the idea of working a corporate job, um, especially seeing the things I saw as a black woman um, at a most predominantly white institution, like a predominantly white college. And so I decided, you know what, this is it. Like we're in a pandemic. There's no such thing as a sustainable job or a stable job. Let's do this thing. Um, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I first started out as a travel coach and super wild because I love travel, but I had never really um, seen myself as a coach before. So the reason why I ended up deciding to become a travel coach is because I love traveling, but also I loved helping my family, my friends um, plan their trips and just have the courage to, to leave their homes, to leave their spaces, right? That lit me up. And then initially I was like, I could be a blogger, I could be an ambassador. And I had a coach who was like, I love your personality. And from what you're saying, you're getting people to go from not wanting to travel, being super apprehensive to even the idea of leaving the country to leaving the country. Like you could be a coach. And I was like, what is a coach? Like, 
the coach I had for track? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I didn't know anything other than like a sport related coach. And so that's when my journey started. And when I first started, I was the coach who wasn't really a coach. I was acting like a consultant. I was like, I went to my coach one day, I'll never forget that day where I was like, I don't know why they don't do what I tell them to do. <laughs> and that's not what coaching is about in any way, shape or form. So that's how I got my ball rolling with coaching. And yeah, it's been so amazing. I can't wait to dive into like how it went from that to now too. Yes, yes. And if you guys are listening, you probably can already hear just how passionate she is about what she does. Because I love what you said about, you know, you kind of dabbled in the space. You started off like, don't really know what I have to give, but I know I have to give something. And so for a lot of people, this is the case. And what they end up doing is what you said, coach, you, you're a coach acting like a consultant. Um, and you're like low-key wanting to give more, be more, have more authority. And then something shifted. And this is at the point where I think um, you were you were probably evaluating like, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? It's that existential moment that we all have. Um, and I'm not sure where along that trajectory I met you or came across paths with you. But I remember at least when I met you on Instagram, you were, um, you were doing market research, like you were showing up for people and you were like giving so much value, but then, um, your offer wasn't really an offer. It was like, I'm doing it for market research. I want to know more about you. Um, and on my end, at least, you know, me being me and seeing, being able to just see and feel where people's potential is. I was like, this girl has so much more to give and I'm so excited to have you unlock that. But at the time, there were so much limitations and limiting beliefs around that. But something shifted because you invested in yourself and you turned things around even in like the first two weeks of coaching together. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, it is wild. So fast forward to a little bit before I met you. So I ended up pivoting into business coaching because as I was working with clients, as I was doing market research, um, market research is my thing. And I was, I think I was using that at first as an, um, like a bandaid for the fact that I was afraid to start selling, afraid to start actually getting paid for my expertise, my experiences, my unique perspective. Um, so perpetually doing market research, but I ended up pivoting into business coaching as a result of my market research, as a result of, um, the women I was speaking to, um, and their need for business support, especially during the pandemic, when I would get on these calls with them and we'd want to talk about, um, we'd want to talk about travel, but they'd come on and be like, how do you show up so authentically? How do you show up with such confidence? How are you so clearly, how are you so clearly articulating what you do? Like asking me all these things related to business. And I was like, whoa, people see me as a leader, as a business coach. And so pivoted to that, that took me a long time because I was afraid people wouldn't see me as an expert because I didn't feel like an expert yet. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm kind of throwing the pieces together and I'm good at it, but does that mean that I'm an expert, right? Um, and I think that happens to a lot of us as new coaches where we have all of these amazing strengths and experiences to share, but because they're not like, we find them because they're our lived experience. We don't think of them as as significant as they actually are. And the people around us see that and they're like, no girl, you're killing the game and I wanna be a part of it. So that was a huge realization. But 
as Nicole said, I was still in that stage of like, okay, I've pivoted, I've accepted it, I love this, this lights me up because I get to help women create freedom, whether that's financial, location, time freedom, like that's so powerful. And I've always been for women, like, uh, love women empowerment. And so um, I still felt stuck. Like some of the limiting beliefs that I had were fears of rejection. Um, fears of failure, which is so common. Um, I would also say a little bit of imposter syndrome, like I can gas myself up, but there have been times when I was just like, I don't know if anyone's ever gonna pay me X amount to do X, Y, Z. Um, and I think just really talking to Nicole on the discovery call, and realizing how simple it, it was, like what she was saying, you know, when the advice is so simple, but it's so profound, like she literally told me <laughs> um, and she repeated back what I said. So what I had said earlier in the call was, I love sales calls. That's where I really connect with people because I'm all about community. That's where I really connect with people. They can really see how passionate I am, but also how good I am at what I do and how I can get them to their result. And I told her that I stopped sales calls and I was giving her all these excuses. And underneath all of that was, I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid of failing. And so I stopped sales calls altogether. And so when she kind of replayed that back to me, she was like, so you're telling me that you literally light up on sales calls. That is how you've seen so much success. That is how you've shown your dream clients, what you're capable of. And um, you don't do them anymore but you still want to make sales. And I'm, I was just sitting there like, you're so right. Like those limiting beliefs felt so huge and I was ignoring them and putting all these excuses. Like it would be easier to sell in the DMs. It would be easier to do this when in reality I was just afraid. And so having a coach that could sit on the call with me and just like identify that limiting belief in that moment, in that 45 minutes or 30, however long the call was, was so powerful for me and such a shift where I realized like, in order for me to see the success, I can't just invest in another coach who's gonna tell me to do X, Y, Z. I need to invest in a coach who's gonna be there for the mental shifts, who's gonna be there for the internal shifts because that that was the last piece. Like I had all the other pieces as Nicole said, like I was showing up, the energy was on fire. I love connecting with people, communities, everything to me. And so in order for me, in order for me to have started to see those results, like what she said when I started, um, I really needed to, to work on that mindset piece. So, wow, that was the whole thing. I was like, that, that was the whole was so, <laughs> That was so good. I feel like we got a whole bite out of just, everything you've been through and I can already say like even if this podcast episode was just for me to play back I would get so much value from just listening to that alone because it reminds me of like the work we do as coaches in holding belief for people but also the the power of actually genuinely caring about people and I talk a lot about this with my clients now especially as I experience and practice this um in the beginning it's hard to like to be able to sit there and really just be there for the person when you're caught up in like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Like, you know, what do I say next? But I think it's a testament to just when you're in your element um, and how 
I believe when I had the conversation with you, I was still fairly new in my business too. Um, I was still figuring things out. And I remember showing up on that call and just being like, I'm just going to care about this girl because I see her potential. And like, I don't see everything you said, like that dialogue that you recounted. I don't even remember like half of what happened there. But that's also how I know that it was genuine because it wasn't scripted. It wasn't like me trying to do a sales call, right? It was like, dang, I see potential in this girl and I really want her to succeed. And it was just my instinct. And I feel like as coaches, we have that. We have that ability because it's inherent. It's in our nature to care for people and want the best for them, but we have to trust it. And for you, what I heard was um, a, a huge component of why you weren't doing what you were inherently good at and what you were actually gifted to do was because you were afraid and fear stops so many of us from, from doing the things we want. Actually, like we might take the first step, but we won't go all the way. Um, and I wrote down in my notes that one decision that we make is a catalyst, but if we don't continue to make a decision every single day, then we never build momentum towards our results. And so my, my observation inside of a lot of our, um, coaching sessions or a lot of our, uh, even a lot of my other client calls is the, the biggest move that you can make is going to be to invest in yourself time and time again, but we need to invest just as much time in executing and taking action. And I think this is what for you, <laughs> she's clicking her fingers. Yes, this is what for you, um, it really, something shifted when you decided to say yes to yourself. And this was on the back of having tried for like how long without, without closing sales? So I started, I didn't officially start until like August. And we didn't, August, September, October, November, five months. So five months actively trying to find clients. And I would say seven months having been a quote unquote coach. Wow. Crazy. And then what, what, tell us what happened. Tell us what happened when you believed in yourself and, and let's, let's whip out all the gold we didn't even spill the tea and we're like talking about it they're probably like oh my gosh what are they talking about so let's spill the tea so after the discovery call I said yes to Nicole after telling her actually and I want to say this because I I feel like some of y'all listening to this will resonate with this where like there was so much hesitant hesitancy to invest because of past investments and it took a lot for me to let go and realize that this one is not tied to any of the other ones. This one can be different if I allow it to be. That was a huge shift. But then also after the call, I was so pumped. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going on this journey with Nicole. Like it's going to be lit. The next four months are going to be so bomb. But I was also upset, like, and not like in a bad way, but upset in the sense that like, I have been holding myself back this whole time. And so that night, I actually declared it. I was like, I am going to land these clients before I even meet with her. And it was so weird. I'm like, who is this girl? Why is she speaking like this? And I'm like, we're going with it. We're going with it. We're going with it. And so that next week, I had four discovery calls lined up three of which were in one day, which I never do, but I usually take my discovery calls on Tuesdays. Um, And so it ended up being that three of them were on the Tuesday. 
And I get on the first one, landed. Like it was the easiest conversation I've ever had in my life. And it wasn't even, it didn't even feel like a quote unquote sale. Like it felt like me helping another human being get to a decision, whether they wanted to invest in themselves, whether they didn't, whether they they wanted to go down XYZ path, like I just felt like I was talking to someone who I really cared about and who I wanted to see excel in life. And they decided that in order for them to get to where they wanted to go, they wanted me to be a part of their journey, which was like, what? These goals don't have to be super hard and don't have to be um, scary or intimidating or icky. Like it gets to feel good when you release the outcome and when you step into your power and less about like, oh my gosh, step into your power. No, step into your power as in like, recognize that you are powerful just the way you are right now. At that time, I had five months of quote unquote coaching experience, although those are lived skills, lived experiences. But like, if I would have told somebody that they'd be like, no way, the way you showed up in that call looked like you had 20, 30, 40 years of experience because I believed it. And I'm like, so fast forward a little bit, the next call. So that call, me and my boyfriend are jumping up and down in the living room. We're like, ah, ah, we did it, we did it. I mean, I did it, but it was like, we did it, we did it. And then get on, I'm like, okay, I have my next call. So I'm like rushing to send out the information, trying to get them onboarded. And it just felt so powerful. Like I'm finally sending all this information to a real paying client. I'm going to get my first like real notification. Like it was just, all it felt all so surreal and then I get onto this next call and that energy is still there like I'm like hello and now the the outcome was even more released like I felt even less tied to the outcome because the first one went well like I'm like I can do this again the second one landed and it was like wait is this too the things that I've been trying to do for the past few months have not been working and this that and the third I'm like, what changed? Like, it felt like it changed overnight. And I can honestly say it was the belief in self and the realization that the only one holding me back was me. So then I get on the third one, landed. And it's like, it was just like, no way did I land three high ticket. And these are high ticket clients. This is not 1,000, 2,000. These were $3,500. Yeah, you had never charged or like priced it at this point point before so you couldn't sell your lower price and then here you were selling at a price you never sold before but doing back-to-back closes and I was saying it like it was like five dollars I was like this is the price of the program you can either do the payment plan or you can do the pay in full no fun like I didn't even feel like you know sometimes you say it and you get that knot in your throat or you say it and you start to like shake a little in your voice you're like I was like, this is what it is. Like, and and I think that energy was so confident and it felt so authentic that it didn't rock them either. They were like, oh wow, okay, let's do it. Who says let's just do it? New coaches. And th- these are probably new coaches listening to this now. Would you flinch at a $3,500 um, price tag? Probably I did when my first coach told me that her program was a thousand dollars. I was like, ooh, a thousand dollars. So it's just crazy what you can do when that shift in belief in yourself um, comes, but also when you have a coach that can pull that out of you. Like 
it was a discovery call, y'all. Like, and she was able to pull that that out for me and allow me to release myself from the outcome, from the fear of failure, from the fear of um, rejection. So yeah, that's the tea. That was some good tea. I really enjoyed that. That was amazing. All of your audience needs to listen to your story again. Like just just the way that unfolded for you was so intentional and timely. I mean, none of us could have programmed or planned that growth, but like, it just goes to show that like our certainty is what creates our results. Like think about actually like the timeline, right? You were like doing all this work and then we hopped on a consult call and even on the consult call, it was like, I don't have money. I don't know. Like all these things. And then you went for it because you know, we had that conversation that that level of belief was pulled out. And then between that call and the first coaching call, if we zero in on what happened there, something shifted where you became certain. And this is where I'm thinking of calling this episode like sustained belief or something like that, because this is where you, you created that catalyst, but you also began to make that decision that you believe in yourself. And I think certainty is what will create every result in your life. And it, you didn't get the training, you didn't get the, the skills or the coaching until like later, you know, seven days later. But for some reason, you close more sales in your life, in your business, in your coaching career than you ever have as a brand new coach. And that just goes to show that it's never really about the how, it's never really about the amount of support. It's at the end of the day, it's how certain are you in your capacity to achieve things? And you hit it on the, you hit the nail on the head with self-belief that made the difference. And I think where the coach comes in, and you'll probably find this for your own clients, is our role is to hold that, sustain that belief for them when they don't see, you know, when they don't see the end or it gets cloudy. Um, which kind of drives us to our to the next thing I want to talk about. But before we go there, I just want to acknowledge you, Destiny, for like just how freaking far you have come. Um, and look, we all, you, me, all of us, we struggle through our own seasons. We have ups and downs in business, but like just acknowledge just how much like how much ground you have covered in such a short amount of time that people could spend years figuring out. And you know why I think you were able to cover that ground? I think it's because you decided that you were going to be certain, even if nothing, there's nothing else to be certain in, you were certain in yourself. And I think that's why you've been able to like cover ground the way you have. And that's why people are attracted to you and like are drawn to you because there's, when you are certain, it creates certainty in other people, which is exactly what happens in sales. And, you know, that's a whole other podcast topic, but yeah, certainty is everything. Um, but that being said, how about the seasons where it isn't easy to be certain in yourself? And I want to dive into like going into launches because you had experience going into a launch um, before with a previous coach and even in your time with me. And this is juicy because like even like we finished up our time together um, just yeah. recently at, on the back of your launch. And I want I want everyone to hear the tea, even from like from the inside kind of uncomfortable awkward stuff to say out loud because this is what this is where the rubber hits the road for most people and this is where people give up on themselves and even if you felt that real raw experience again and again and again um, I want to hear it from your end what happened to your certainty and how do you sustain it 
when it's hard to sustain? Yes. Okay, so let's start with my first launch ever. So this was for my, um, at the time it was an eight week one-on-one program and it had all the bells and whistles, I had all the launch slides I was showing up. I was showing up like every day last three or four weeks, maybe, maybe two to three weeks of the launch, I was absolutely exhausted. No one had signed up. I had two discovery calls. They both were like, uh, I'm going to see how my budget looks. And this, mind you, this was a 15, a $1,200 program, I believe, maybe 1200 or 1500. I don't know. Back then, it was whatever I felt that day. And then I was lowering it. I was, it was, it was a wild ride. Um, but towards the end of the launch, I was so emotionally and mentally exhausted because I realized that um, my belief in myself was tied very much so to the number of people who signed up, the number of people who had discovery calls with me, the number of people who were asking me questions. And it felt like my community was very disconnected. They didn't feel um, interested. They didn't feel um, intrigued at all. And it made me feel like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not made for this. Maybe this is not my thing. So under that launch, crying every other day, like, oh my gosh, am I made for this, basically. Um, And then at the end of the launch, I was like, okay, let's figure out what went really well, what didn't go really well. And towards the end, I found myself questioning, maybe I shouldn't sell a one-on-one. So I went and I created this whole bundle. I made this um, present these presentations, these workbooks, I put it all together and I started marketing it as my bundle and it was jam packed with so much goodies, but it wasn't what I was really passionate about. I was just like, the first thing didn't work. Maybe this will work. And it was such a low ticket item that it felt like I lost belief in myself. So I wanted to um, create this low ticket thing that felt easier, that would give me that picking out, that would give me that external validation I was looking for. And a few people bought it, but it didn't light me up because I didn't really get to speak to those people. I didn't really get to connect with them. I didn't really get to help them see that long-term transformation that my one-on-one program would have let them see. Um, and so I was just distraught. I was like, I hate launching. I actually went to Nicole and I was like, I hate launching. It's awful. It's draining. Um, And fast forward to my most recent launch and mid-launch, I realized those feelings were coming back up. So those feelings were never healed. Um, I didn't address them. I kind of put them on the back burner. I was like, okay, we have things to do. (laughs) Um, And so when I was doing this launch, it was completely different from my one-on-one because now it's a group program. And I feel like what really equipped me to keep going on this launch was my ability to, my newfound ability to self-coach. And Nicole really hammered, hammered, lol. Nicole really hammered in the importance of being able to be there for self and to coach yourself through without judgment. Because a lot of us say we're self-coaching. A lot of us say we're um, allowing our, ourselves to go through that healing process without judgment. But we're being really mean to ourselves. We're not coaching ourselves in the way that we would coach our clients. And so just having that shift in perspective and being there for self made all the difference, but also realizing that I was putting, because I was putting so much pressure on myself 
to get the result, to fill the program, to have my schedule booked out with discovery calls, my energy flopped. Like the first two sales for this group program were easy. They felt just like the the one I spoke about before when I had my first few one-on-one clients. And um, these people were so lit up by my energy. I was so lit up by their energy and the yeses came naturally. And then I found myself forcing it, forcing myself to show up, forcing myself to be in people's DMs, forcing myself to do all of these things. And it prevented me from actually seeing the success that I was forcing for. Like, it's so crazy how we can be our biggest um, hurdles. Like, I didn't even realize actually until I finished and I was like, wow, the way I was showing up, would I have wanted to invest in me? No. (laughs) And that was such a learning curve because I was so much more emotionally and mentally um, filled up during that launch because of my ability to self-coach because I had a really good um, coach who was really good at um, mindset, which is Nicole. Um, but then towards the end, because I didn't heal those previous wounds related to, you know, the external validation, things like that, they came back up in this launch, which will happen. And um, I saw it happen again, where last time it was my whole launch that went like that this one the back end or the the end the tail end lol of my group program launch went that way and towards the end I realized that instead of seeing it as okay I only landed x amount of people I have these people in my program who and Nicole helped me see this a lot who saw the value that I could provide for them in their business so much so that they reached out to me and we had a discovery call. They showed up to the discovery call. They opened up about what they're going through. They allowed me to coach them through their objections. They allowed me to hear about their backstory. And then they decided to say yes and investing in what I have, my expertise, my experiences, my unique perspective, um, to help them reach their result. And that is so powerful, whether it's one, two, three, 10 people, that in itself is so powerful and needs to be acknowledged. And um, it just made me look at launches differently, but also the vanity metrics of, oh, there's only three people in. No, there's three people in. That's powerful. Um, So yeah, it was a completely different launch. Now I can say that I don't hate launching. And I never hated launching. And a lot of y'all listening probably may feel similar things about maybe it's the DMs, maybe it's discovery calls, maybe it's launching as well. But looking at what it actually is, is it the action? Is it the task? Or is it something that's behind that? And how can you work today to try to overcome those things, to heal those things? Because that's where you're going to see the real transformation, not in like you trying to do the other things. Like when I said, I can't do sales calls anymore. And I'm in the DMs trying to sell, knowing that I love sales calls. So, yes. Good. Thank you for sharing that. I love what you said at the end, while it's fresh in my mind, how launching isn't actually the thing that scares us. We think it is because of all the little details, like, talking to people, hopping on more sales calls, pumping out content, but scale it back and think about why you do what you do and actually ask yourself, like, 
what is launching what is actually working with someone what is what does that mean to me and when mm-hmm. when I think of that I've been thinking about this a lot recently it's every time I hop on a consult it's an opportunity for me to connect with somebody who was me maybe months ago and number two it's an opportunity for them to say yes to themselves if they never had the opportunity to say yes to themselves or they never got to see what was possible for them because you didn't show up because you didn't offer them then they could be playing small for the rest of their life and so I see like launches or putting out an offer or hopping on a console call I see this in the total reverse way now compared to when I started where I'm not taking something from these people I'm giving them the opportunity and it's an opportunity to believe in themselves again. Like how powerful is that? What industry allows you to believe in yourself again and to take such a bold, brave level of action that correlates to that belief that has you doing things that you've never done before and creating results you've never created before, AKA like the crazy, you know, 30K and all of that that you were able to create. But another thing that I noticed, three things that I I noticed, I'm loving everything that you're sharing, is having all the things. We think we need all the things. Um, The launch slides, we go crazy on prepping content. Um, And Destiny, having done two launches, you probably am learning this the hard way, um, the way that I, um, the way that many of us would have had to. But it's we, by doing all this prep, we think we're securing ourselves some sort of certainty. But actually, we're securing our certainty on the thing that isn't certain at all. Like the vanity metrics don't tell you anything. They do not. You could have like 10 people watching and like still create results, still be impactful. You You could have an impact on all those 10 people and they don't interact back. That's totally fine, right? Like, but we, when we tie our value, we tie our you know, our mission to just the vanity metrics to the things on the surface, we go crazy trying to prepare or do all the stuff to prepare for a good launch. But we forget, we lose sight of why we're actually doing this. We lose sight of the people and the lives that are actually behind all the work that we're putting into. And so the second thing I I wanted to say was, we've got to make room for being in our element to stay passionate And to stay like really in love with transformation and helping people to transform. Because when you lose touch with people or with that love for people, we get aggressive and we get like, we get sharky, Um, which is something that I think I called out at the end of our time together. Um, I was saying like, um, well, I don't know, maybe I messaged it to you in the DM or something, but I was, I was saying like um, the energy has shifted and something in it you probably already know something inside in the middle of this launch it's very visible and I'm not saying it just as your coach and this is a hard thing to say like as a coach because it's like you're calling your client out and it's like it could flip on you it could be like what are you saying and I've had this experience I've had clients go you don't know me that well like literally um yeah you get this stuff but this is when you love the people that you serve and when you really see and want the best for them and you get to know who they are and what what really, what fuels them. I was able to see in you, Destiny, that this isn't how you are. You don't, you can sell being in abundant love and being in, in genuine, like, it's just a conversation rather than 
like this destiny that I'm seeing, which is like aggressive and almost like scarcity. Like if you don't sign on, then this is going to happen. And I'm like, that's not you. I've seen you in in your best (laughs) self. And that's not you. That's not the you that created back-to-back sales. And so uh, I love that you mentioned that previous wounds will arise if you don't deal with them. And this is why self-coaching is such a powerful tool. And you want to work with the coach who can draw out like the BS but also draw out the potential and have you believe and and actually understand both and then be empowered to go and to go and use it to your advantage and, and create the results you want. Do you have, did you have anything to, to say? Yes, absolutely. I was just nodding because uh, just so cringy, but it's like, it's another learning experience where now if I'm mid-launch and I get in that headspace instead of forcing me to show up or forcing myself to to put out realizing that I don't serve my clients at my best capacity when I'm in this space like it's another learning example but it's still cringy it's like oh destiny why do we do this but you live and you learn and I just think it's a powerful learning experience because now I know. And now the people who are listening who may come across a situation where they're like, or they may do a launch or they may be in a conversation where they start to get, start to feel that level of scarcity or that fear come up and transmit that energy to actually take a step back and realize that it's better for me to take a moment for myself to reevaluate, to, to either go undergo some self-care, to take a break from Instagram, to take a break from this business, um, and focus on self before I show up and put out this energy that will repel the people who I really want to work with. And so, yeah, that's so valuable. That, that's a really practical thing, actually, like before hopping on sales calls, before hopping in front of a camera to do IG live, like don't do it. If you're just ticking the box, like literally stop yourself and take like five minutes or 10 minutes to like be out in the sun, go for a walk, reset your energy and like get back in your zone because at the end of the day like our our front facing what do you call it like our our presence on the on a social platform or wherever we're doing marketing is everything especially for a personal brand especially if you're a coach like people are looking at do I like this girl am I gonna journey with her for the next four months like do I actually vibe with her like your energy on on screen matters so much um which uh as as we start to wrap up I guess on the topic of sustained belief it brings me to to talk about um the creation of your offer right because I remember this is one of the prominent things that came up for us in our time together was really building out an offer that actually aligned with you and was an extension of your person your mission your passion versus creating an offer that was kind of like you know this is what is usually in an offer because this is what I see other coaches do, or this is what I had in the beginning. And you were, you know, some people try to force this original offer, this concept of an offer, but it like, doesn't look anything like them. And I remember very clearly, like when I did your loom, I was, I was going through your offer when you had created it. And I was like, this is great. Like, this is really well put together. This is curated nicely and it's a solid offer, but it's not you. Um, And for you, I remember you mentioned something about how it was like, it was almost like a slap in the face of, well, who am I? What kind of coach do I want to be? 
tell us a little bit about that and what that experience was like for you because I feel like a lot of new coaches struggle with being fully themselves yeah so y'all don't know this but I'm actually a super nerd so like the whole framework thing came so easy to me I'm like okay this is where we start this is the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and I put it all down on paper and I submitted it to Nicole like this is my thing this is my program and when I watched her loom feedback and she's like um this is amazing this is great but like I don't see any part of you like this program doesn't scream destiny. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so right. What does that mean? What have I been doing? Is this is is this why like it's been so hard to sell this thing? Because it, it wasn't a reflection of me. It didn't have any part of me. It was like, here's the offer. You can't see me, but like here's the offer to the left and here's me to the right. And like we weren't connected, we weren't meshed together. And so I think just hearing that loom feedback and then talking to her the next time on the call, um, just realizing that in every portion of my business, it gets to be a reflection of me and the coach I want to be. And if that means that I don't look like everybody else, that's a good thing. Like, I will never forget the day. And this is so crazy. I'll never forget the day. Um, something happened and she asked me, no, something happened and I wanted to share about it. I don't remember what it was. Something happened and I wanted to share about it and I was really nervous. And she's like, why are you nervous? And I'm like, because no one's talking about this. Like, this is embarrassing. And she was like, wait, that's why you should talk about it. And I'm like, duh, like, like, it's like in order to, to do what no one has done before, you have to do what no one has done before even if it feels nerve wracking, even if it feels like, oh, this is weird and so out of my comfort zone. Um, and I think me as someone who really loves authenticity, integrity, um, just having it put out for you so plainly, where it's like, literally in order for you to do things that no one has ever done, you have to do them and do them as a leader and do them in the way that you do them, not the way that Nicole does them or the way that your parents do them or the way that your other coach business besties do them, the way that you do them. And I think that just gave me so much permission to just do me like everything that I put out from that point, whether it was a post, whether it was a live, whether it was a um, me talking about my offer, like it was, it was so much more me that I feel like my audience saw the difference. Um, and now people love my content. People love the way I show up. People love, like, especially my clients love the way that I teach. Like everything is community led, authenticity based. Like it's so different from what is out there already that it makes it that much more of an experience for everyone involved including me like I actually enjoy my offer like talking about it sharing about it like before I was sharing about it which I was lit up about it because I knew it would get results but it was just like we're gonna do a then we're gonna do b then we're, now I'm like we're gonna do a and here's how we're gonna do a my way and it's so exciting so yes that was yes. such a good question <laughs> so much of it is permission and allowing giving yourself permission to be yourself and then also seeing the value in yourself enough to to know that that's actually what you need to be sharing and putting out there in the world like um 
there are people that you can reach that I could never reach with your story and with your experiences. And I think that's part of your light. That's part of your mission. And it just boils back down to that, that part about loving yourself unconditionally and believing in yourself unconditionally, because unless you do, you'll never really share from that honest, authentic place. Um, when you lean into like your, your uh, what's that word? Like your story and how like it can be shameful. It can be embarrassing, but you see that as like, Hey, I'm going to be brave and like, and share this because someone out there might need it. It gives someone else permission to believe in themselves as well. And this is why so much of like, even my method now is about selling about selling with authority and authenticity and being a leader, leader of self and leader of other people, because that's what it boils down to. Like any service, any business you're building, any coaching offer, whether it's, you know, whatever niche, whether it's life coaching business, like whether even tangible or intangible, and you can't quantify the result at the end of the day, like people just need to believe in themselves. And we see this come full circle in your story because you went and signed clients, you went and, and sold a service that you didn't need sales training on before our first coaching call, you managed to do it because of that certainty and belief in yourself. Um, and I think what we need to remember in our work as coaches is people's growth isn't linear and including that includes ourselves, our own growth. And so we can't you know, wake up today and be like, I'm on the moon. I'm oh, sorry, I'm on top of the world. And then, and then be like, I'm on the moon. I'm on this, like all these planets and like, and be like, I've conquered the universe. And then tomorrow feel down in the dumps and be like, I'm horrible because like, it's just a, it's just a difficult day. Like it doesn't mean anything about us. And it doesn't mean that we have less to offer if we can notice that trajectory in ourselves that we have ups and downs, but our commitment is to stay resilient, our commitment is to stay on course with our mission, then we can coach people, then we can really be there for people. Because us showing up for them is no longer dependent on like, on the linear, like, am I growing, you know, am I growing to the scale that I want at the rate that I want? Our growth is just my commitment today is I'm in. My, and then my commitment tomorrow is I'm in. And if that's enough for you as a person, then that will be enough for your audience to be like, hey, Destiny has hard days. Destiny has like really crappy um, seasons in her life. And yet she has done it. Or Destiny is really introverted. I mean, you're totally not, but she, you know, you're, you're showing all your flaws, your vulnerabilities, and you're giving yourself permission to be that and succeed. And that allows other people to also be like, I can be that and succeed. And I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. <sighs> so much gold, so much gold inside oh. this episode. And I hope you guys will play this back and listen to it over and over again because it was a nutshell of, of so much gold and value. Um, but I also will be posting this recording on, on our Facebook group where um, if you want to see Destiny's energy, as, especially in the beginning where she was just like, I was talking and she's on mute and she's like going for it. Um, I want you guys to see and, and get to know her because she is, she's a testament of what this, what this industry and what this work can do for you as a person and for your life and the, and the quality of the life that you get to live. Cause now Destiny's, 
doing crazy things and offering something that she loves to the world and she's making money doing it, right? So Destiny, to wrap us up, is there anything that you want to say to end off um, as a final note? Oh my gosh, it feels like such a huge like opening. Um, I just want to say, maybe I'll say something to me when I was just starting out. I just want to say, um, it may not feel perfect. It may not feel like you can do it in this moment. Like it may feel so big compared to how you see yourself, but I promise you, like it is within you and you are literally going to blow your mind. You're literally going to look back on this in the future and be like, I can't believe I thought so um, differently of myself. I can't believe I didn't know what I was capable of. And if I didn't continue, if I didn't choose myself every day, if I didn't choose to show up every day, if I didn't choose the quote unquote hard thing, um, I would have never gotten this far. So keep going. I promise you it gets better. And I promise you, you'll find your way. You're gonna make your own path. And I want to tell you to, I'm saying you, like I'm really speaking to me right now. (laughs) I want to tell you to um, not be afraid to do your own thing. Like I would even say like put the blinders on because it's so hard in the beginning to really see yourself as a leader when you're comparing yourself to every other leader, especially the leaders who are on chapter 129 and you're on chapter one. So yeah. yeah that was my little spiel (laughs) love that the wisdom is unreal and like you're so early on in your journey and like the growth you know like literally the growth of what is coming out of your mouth right now is not you is nothing close to what you destiny four four or five months ago would have ever said but I also want to mirror back that like what you are saying to your past self and to someone who's listening now who's at the beginning is also what you are saying to yourself now and there are giants that you have to face there are things that you're you're looking to you know go into the next level and take your business over to the six figure mark like i see that for you and and you're choosing to see it for yourself because that's what sustained belief is but you know this language with with ourselves it it has to continue it has to be like we're in our own corner and we're our best cheerleaders um, and I and I think your your audience, your clients are so blessed to have you as someone who really cares about them and really cares about just the just the life that they can achieve for themselves because you've been there and you've literally you've gone from no income, no sales in in so long to being able to blow your mind. And, and I hope that you'll carry that with you um, for everyone to see. But that being said, there is um there are things that you have to offer. And um, do you currently have anything that if people are listening, um, the audience can join or be a part of? Um, and how can they connect with you? Yes. So as y'all know, I'm Destiny. You can find me at Instagram at Your Travel Destiny. Um, I've been calling myself now an authentic business coaching consultant, which has been so powerful, really focusing on helping women and gender non-conforming folks, um, preferably coaches, consultants, and strategists build and slay an authentic community-led business. 
um, because I'm all about bringing people together, seeing people for people and loving them so, so, so much and providing your solution for them so that they can live their best lives the way that um, they're called to live. So if you're ready to stand out, create, sell your high ticket offer, I'm your girl. Um, currently, one-on-one -on -one coaching spots are open and I would love to have you in my program. Um, and we cover everything from creating your dream client avatar, choosing your profitable niche, to landing your first client, having the onboarding processes, not scrambling and being like, oh my gosh, I landed my first high ticket client. What do I do? Like, where do they go? Um, what's the next step? And it's super powerful because throughout that whole journey, um, everything is tailored to the vision that you set in the beginning. Like we really focus on what your goals are, what your dreams are, what your higher self looks like, not what my dream or not what my higher self looks like, because so many people in this online space are saying they want to hit 10K months and they want to do X, Y, Z. But what does a 10K month mean to you? Do you even want to make 10K? Um, do you want to live in xyz place right and how much would that cost would you need to make 20k a month for you to live your dream life um and then extending past that like do you want to have a family how does your business need to be structured in order for you to have family like there's so much that um we cover because your vision will set the stage for every decision you make throughout the whole program and so that is that. Um, other than that, you can find me on Instagram. You can talk to me. Um, I do do community events. Community co-working is currently on pause because I want to make sure that it is an event that's intentional. Um, but community co-working is a, a monthly co-working call where me and members of my community come, we hang out, we ask each other questions, um, we're there for each other, and we network. And it's just a beautiful place to connect with other entrepreneurs, do collabs, um, get help with what you're working on, and just be in the presence of good energy. So yeah, that's me. And I can't wait to see you, to talk to you. I'm such a people person. I'm yes, such a nice go and join her community. You will be definitely blessed. You will get so much value. And I know how much Destiny thrives off of community. So I know that you guys will be well taken care of um, in her community. But Thank you once again, Destiny, for joining me today on this episode. Hopefully we'll see you around and um, we'll do a little bit more um, together. I've loved the time that I've had working with you and even just on this call alone, kind of reminiscing down memory lane. Um, mm -hmm. You've come so far and you have so much to give. I have no doubt that things are going to blow up and skyrocket for you um, with the remaining, you know, six months of the year. <laughs> yes thank you that literally makes my heart smile I'm like oh my gosh you're pouring so much into me I'm like, oh. like <laughs> thanks destiny